This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm talking with Stephen Beer, the founder of Popcorn for the People. Stephen, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Good morning. So, great. Good morning. And there's really nothing better than starting the day talking about popcorn. Um, Everybody loves it. And uh, I think they're going to love it even more after you hear about popcorn for the people and what you are doing with this company that you've created. So, if you don't mind, you can start at the end or start at the beginning. But I'd love for you to tell us the story of popcorn for the people. So, popcorn for the people is, is currently... Um, a company which all our popcorn is made by young men and women, and I say young, some are 50 years old, uh, who are on the autism spectrum or have other developmental disabilities. And they do everything from cooking the popcorn, flavoring the popcorn, bagging the popcorn, labeling the bag, going out and actually selling the popcorn, everything from soup to nuts. And they do everything by hand. We keep automation to a minimum because automation steals jobs. Mm -hmm. And we have a wide spectrum of kids. And again, I say kids are up to some of them in their 50s. Um, Some whose job is simply to put labels on bags and others who are involved with hand-making popcorn. Um, This whole thing started back a couple of years ago with just my son. My son was working at a uh, supermarket, and they had him doing jobs that were not very satisfying, such as pushing shopping carts out in the uh, parking lot. And one July day, he came home red as a lobster. He forgot to put his suntan lotion on. And my wife and I looked at each other and said, this is enough. We have to invent something. We have to come up with some idea to get our son to work, and maybe along the way we can get some other people to work, too. So that is really how the thing started. So it, start, it started, it, so it's really been developed in the name of your son and his experience, which is um, one that, you know, as I've done this radio show over many years now and interviewed a tremendous number of people doing interesting things in the field, I have to tell you the vast majority of people that I'm interviewing now are focusing in on what is a huge problem and a big gap in our country and I think in many others, which is employment for people with autism, for adults with autism. There's this, there's this, you know, sort of go through school and are supported by the structured school Mm. system and living at home, um, regardless of really whether, where you are in the autism spectrum. And then there's this cliff that people fall off of when they graduate because it doesn't seem that there's enough being done to a prepare young people for a workforce position and B, set up a sort of a a social and business dynamic where businesses understand that people with autism are employable and want to work. And the last piece, I guess, is is making a match between the two. So um, so it's very interesting to me. I've just seen this as as in terms of so much of what's going on, this is this is a big theme right now. You, uh, so you, you, your son comes home, he forgets his sunscreen. He's obviously in a job that you're t- saying he he was doing, but he wasn't loving. It wasn't satisfying. How did you get from that day to j- 
popcorn. Is there a love of popcorn so, and, in your family? And, and, and by the way, just to step back with what, so what you had said, mm-hmm. um, I think if you look back in hindsight, it's always 2020 when this explosion of developmental disabilities started in the early 90s. Um, the first thing everyone was running around trying to figure out how to do diagnosis. Right. And then the next wave was figuring out treatment. Mm-hmm. And the next wave was to start educating the kids. And, you know, in many ways, we did a pretty good job. And all of a sudden, we're looking at each other, and these kids are now in their 20s. Right. And there are no jobs. So what has been mostly uh, mom and pops, very well-intentioned, very sweet people, often parents of kids on the spectrum starting small businesses. Um, But that can't solve the problem. There have been government agencies that can't solve the problem. There have been some big companies who have opened their doors and, and taken in uh, more workers, disabled workers, developmentally disabled workers, but that doesn't really solve it either. And it puts you at the mercy of those companies. And now, just to add to our woes, we have a double-edged sword, which I'm sure could be, this topic could probably be a whole radio show for you. <laughs> and that double-edged sword is the new minimum wage uh, laws sweeping yeah. the country. Sure. So $15 an hour, we've had people from executives from some uh, uh, yeah, supermarkets say to us off the record, look, $8 an hour, $9 an hour, we'll hide someone, we'll hide someone who's disabled. Maybe they're not as productive as the guy next to them, but we can work with that, but we can't work with that at $15 an hour. Hmm. Um and so what was meant to really help our young men and women is many ways hurting them. That is, so like you said, that, 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 yeah. that could be a whole other show. And it's also that also that impacts a lot of a lot of the field. But but until we, so for right now, though, I want to stick with popcorn only because I, I find it compelling because uh, I, I think you're going to probably explain this to me. But there's probably some very specific reasons why popcorn was where you sort of landed in terms of the focus of this business. But can you can you walk us through the process by which you got there? Yes. So at that point, uh, my wife, uh, Dr. Barbie Zimmerman, whose whole life is taking care of disabled kids, kids with autism, she said to me, you have to come up with something. And, um, you know, sometimes life is funny. We went, we, we got a local business directory, a businesses for sale. We opened it up, and the very first thing on the list was a popcorn stand, and it was a uh, it was one of those aha moments. Right. Popcorn, it's not really seasonal; it's year round. It cuts through all social economic groups. Yep, not dangerous to make. Let's try this, and we started out just with Sam and one or two other workers, and we were like any other popcorn stand that you see, buying flavors from companies, um, and then we had a major breakthrough. Uh, when my wife bought Agnes, Agnes Christian Ruby, who uh, has a disabled daughter, and Agnes had medical research training, and she had culinary training. So hmm. it was a really interesting mixture. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, kind of rare to, rare to find. Sounds like uh, the, yeah. universe, the universe was there on your side that day. Yeah, she understands how the... The coating oxidizes when the glycine breaks up, and she was able to put together incredible flavors. And I say this with no ego because I get no credit for it. 
So now all of a sudden we have flavors like cookies and cream. The kids melt white chocolate, spread it over the popcorn, take real Oreo cookies, smash them up, sprinkle it into the white chocolate, lay it all out to cool, and all of a sudden we have cookies and cream popcorn with real Oreos in it. Mm. And uh, he came up with all sorts of crazy flavors. Dark chocolate espresso, melt Belgian dark chocolate. And she takes real Bustello espressos, and the kids infuse the espresso into the dark chocolate. Next thing you know, you have a dark chocolate espresso popcorn. Amazing. I was on your website before. Let's throw your website out there so as people are listening because they're going to get hungry. They need to be able to go and order. So what is your what is your website, Stephen? It's it's popcornforthepeople.com. Popcornforthepeople.com. Okay. And how many people do you employ right now? Uh, we, um, on the autism spectrum, I would say about 36 to 40. Okay. And there's another couple of dozen of neurotypicals. Mm-hmm. We are not a closed shop. We specifically have a mixture of neurotypicals and uh, kids uh, on the autism spectrum working together. And do you have a facility so that that, mm-hmm. that where, where everybody comes to work every day? Yeah. So Popcorn for the People's facility is in Piscataway, New Jersey, near Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, it's a 4,000 square feet now. Wow. And Popcorn for the People, you know, we started the website, now shipping out all over the country. Um, you know, the holiday seasons get crazy. <laughs> it could be going seven days a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, shipping out cookies and cream and dark chocolate espresso and Chicago baked cheddar popcorn, shipping it out in tins, shipping it out in bags. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah. so, 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 and for the individuals who work, um, who are on the autism spectrum, are, are many of them working part time? Are these full time employees? Um, does Great Sam, question. does Sam still work there? I mean, tell to yeah. give us a sense of who's who's there and what the schedule is like. So, what we learned very quickly was that that one of the things we had to offer was a very flexible work schedule. We um, So we have workers working as little as two hours a week mm-hmm. and working up to 40, 40 hours a week okay. and everything in between. Because we, we quickly realized, oh, you know, these kids need time out to visit their doctors to get, uh, you know, pharmacological checks to going to different therapies. Then there are transportation issues. The vast majority don't drive. So we realized we to make this work, we had to be a little different than the typical nine to five. So we try to be very flexible with kids' schedules and their abilities. That's great. And I would think that that leads to probably it feeling like a more welcoming opportunity for a wider group of, of individuals, especially those who are um, on the spectrum or are uh, challenged by other developmental disabilities. Um, Stephen Beer from Popcorn for the People. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask you some uh, more questions about what it's like when you are in the facility and you're seeing what's going on and maybe some stories about, um, you know, that sort of really touched you personally in terms of uh, what this experience and what this business is doing um, for the people who are involved in it and also for uh, for it, just regarding the business itself and the growth of the business. So um, we're going to be right back with One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. One in 59 people are diagnosed with autism, so you probably know someone impacted. Here at Anderson Center for Autism, we are here to help. 
We've got a state-of-the-art education center that harnesses the power of technology, the arts, and evidence-based practices to unlock the enormous potential of each Anderson student. We've got a nurturing residential program designed specifically to promote growth and foster friendships for all who live on our beautiful campus. We have a consulting team who shed light on what the families, schools, and groups can do to help empowering everyone in their path with the knowledge needed to make a difference. At Anderson, we're here to optimize the quality of life for every person with autism. We're here for you. We're here for your family. Learn more. Call us at 845-889-4034 or visit us online at andersoncenterforautism.org. That's 845-889-4034 or visit us online at andersoncenterforautism.org. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I'm talking with Stephen Beer, who is the, are, are you, you are the owner, what is your title when it comes to popcorn well, for, the, for know, the people? Tech, technically, technically I'm a, you know, I'm a volunteer. Technically, you're a volunteer, but you're also the person who who came up with the idea. You and your wife uh, and founded it uh, back in 2014, kind of um, as a reaction to or a response to a, a, an issue that pretty much any person with a loved one on the spectrum is probably aware of at this point, which is there are not enough uh, appropriate. Uh, accessible, interesting, meaningful work opportunities for individuals challenged by autism and or other developmental disabilities. So um, so you just kind of gave us some of the information about uh, why popcorn and, and the growth of the business and who's working there. Can you give us the softer side of things? Can you tell us, um, you know, what you see when you walk through your, your 4,000 square foot facility and, and maybe a story or two about um, an employer or an employee that you have and what this has, how, how popcorn for the people has impacted their life? I would say when you the thing that you get reminded of when you walk in and you see um, all, all these different kids, and again, I use the word kids loosely. Yes. Working on all the aspects of popcorn, it's a reminder that popcorn for the people has set up a business model where, when you purchase the popcorn from us, not only is one hundred percent of the money going back into the nonprofit, but every bag means someone's being employed. Right? So you buy a bag, X amount of money is going to go pay for a salary, some will pay for the cost of the popcorn, and you bought a bag, you know, somebody just worked for another 10 minutes. You buy a tin, somebody just worked for another half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is constantly being reinforced as we've, and we, we go out of our way at Popcorn for the People to make sure that what you, every step can somehow employ someone. So I come in. And I have Mia, and Mia um, started out, all she was able to do was pour popcorn into tins, and work with her and work with her, and now she's able to put labels on the bags. And, and the bags are purposely pre-printed, leaving things off. I mean, it looks silly, like someone made a mistake, but we're doing that on purpose, like we leave the flavors off. Mia then is able to put little flavor stickers on. So... Okay. We lose a penny. Yeah, we we'll lose a penny on every bag because we have to, we do that, but it's created jobs. And then Mia, after working and working on that, is now able to go in and fill the bags. She moved from big tins, which are easy to fill, to bags, which are, you know, you can imagine in your mind, it's tougher. They're small things to get all the popcorn in. 
And she has um, been very typical of, uh, of what you see. But Mia's favorite job is we give thank you notes that are signed by the workers. Thank you for buying the popcorn or popcorn for the people and employing them. Mia signs them thanking all the customers. And we cannot stop her from drawing little dogs and bunnies ah. and rabbits on all her thank you cards. Aww. Uh, she, That's great. Mia doesn't want to hear about yeah. She doesn't want to hear about business efficiency. She's going to draw you a kitten. You no, buy, she's she's doing she's the, she's customer relations. That's you know she's <laughs> yeah. she's all about yeah. building those relationships <laughs> with customers. Who probably I'm get, I'm going to say right now that there's at least several customers who probably look forward to Mia's signature and seeing what animal they're getting that next time. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, do you have a lot of repeat customers? Do you have a lot of people who sort of try it once? maybe because of your mission more so than than knowing how good the popcorn is and then continue to buy and, and have regular orders? Or are you still in the phase of kind of getting a, a growing customer base? It's both. Yeah. It's growing like crazy. So we'll get, uh, during the holiday season, we'll get companies that will use this over and over because, look, it's, it's a killer product. Yeah. Right? And it comes in, it's very noticeable, the tin's very large. Oh, this came from John's law firm. Oh, here's that note from Amia thanking us for buying it. Oh, inside the tin, three huge flavors. So we, people will use us for the holidays, businesses, over and over. Mm-hmm. As far as getting new people... Um, we have been very fortunate to have a huge expansion this year. Uh, and, you know, I, I left out something really important, I should say. Our main goal is to create meaningful and sustainable employment. Mm-hmm. We didn't want just a job for the sake of having a job. We didn't want something that would be over in a year or two. And so the proof is in the pudding. So right now, HMS hosts who's one of those companies you never heard of but you actually interact with all the time. They run the um, the food services in airports and travel plazas along the turnpikes and mm-hmm. the highways. They brought us in. They love what we were doing. And now they've offered to expand us to all their travel plazas and airports. Wow. Which is 300 of them. Congratulations. Right. That is and huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. We are now Ruckus Football. You go to Ruckus Football, you'll see the kids going up and down, uh, you know, up and down the steps, up and down the stands, you know, autism at works, uh, T-shirts selling to 40,000 people. That's awesome. Okay, um, so that, that's a new thing, too, I wanted to ask you about is because we were primarily talking about what goes on inside the, the facility where thing, you know, the popcorn is made and packaged and shipped from. But you do have individuals who will empl- employees who will come out to community events and then it, they're personally and socially interacting with other people in their communities. Um, that's I think that because that's covering say, yeah. another aspect of something that's really, in my view, um, you know, needs a lot more attention right now. Is is that yeah. we are all yeah. part of the same community, and and um, so I love that you've got that going on. I would say you know it's fascinating. And again, I take no credit; things just sort of happened. Um, that we realized that we've been hiring more people outside the processing center than inside the processing center. Really? And it's it's worked really well. It sort of brings to the surface um, our kids the better aspects of their personalities. 
they can be very charming. They can be very persuasive. Yeah. Uh, we know once a customer gets to the point that they're talking to one of our kids, the odds are very strong that they're going to buy the popcorn. And so what the kids do is they hand out samples. So it's a one-two punch. And just imagine they're, they're at everything from county fairs to street fairs. They're at Goldman Sachs headquarters. Um, they're at Condé Nast headquarters. They were just at Rockefeller Center, which I think is going to be a, a long-term situation. Awesome. Um, and, and they're going to all these corporate Barclays Bank in the middle of Manhattan. So you have these kids. You have corporate people walking around shirts and ties. The kids are handing them samples. People taste the samples of the popcorn. And we hear all day long, we hear, oh, my God, oh, my God. After people taste the popcorn. Yeah. And now you're standing there in front of Chris with his very sweet face saying, come on, come and buy this bag. Um, and it becomes uh, a whole new aspect that we did not anticipate. And it brings a lot of energy. And that's sometimes something that's lacking for my kids' lives is the energy. So Rutgers football being the extreme. When they go to Rutgers football, we're filling up two or three cars worth the kids. They're Hitting that stadium, they're being waved through the crowds because they have the rest rest uh, bands and mm-hmm. uh, wristbands as uh, as vendors, and they are going through that crowd selling popcorn, talking to hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, and it's a huge day for everyone. That's just awesome, and I think um, and and I've had the pleasure of talking to a couple of other business owners who I think have um, all hit a similar mark in that you're not. What I hear you saying is that you're not compromising in any way the quality of your product. You recognize from a business perspective that people can buy popcorn in a lot of different places, um, and they can make it at home, and they can have their regular butter flavor, or they can have you know whatever's being sold on the shelves. But you, you, so you've created a product that's unique and quality, and stands out, and you're pairing it with also a, a sort of a social enterprise message, which is people with autism and other developmental disabilities are absolutely more than capable, and also want you know enjoy. Uh, being part of a business and and selling the product, so so you're not, you know, I feel like a, decades ago it was much more of a sense that if you were, um, you know, if you if you were employing somebody with autism, you were somehow getting uh, a lower quality product or lower productivity or or you know they mm-hmm. weren't enjoying the work themselves. And I think that what's they happening now is you're right. rocking that boat in a really good way. So um, that's right. This yeah. is. Not- not a, um, and I'm, I'm taking a swipe at certain aspects of our field. This is not one of those where the kids are putting tubes of toothpaste into the, uh, tooth, you know, to the box of, you know, the toothpaste box. These are, you know, these are jobs that, you know, they're real. And and then in, in terms of quality, everyone says handmade, natural. Well. Guess what? We're really handmade <laughs> and really natural. Right. You know, we have kids with with these special hammers smashing up Oreos, uh, you know, in a sterile environment. Yeah. Um, this is this is this is for real. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, I really, um, I think it's great. And I, and I will say that I think that there's uh, a lot of different jobs that really speak to individual people. I think the old adage that we've all heard probably, which is if you've met one person with autism, you met one person with person with autism. And there are the folks who really are going to enjoy and have, you know, the, the more rote responsibilities or, and, or have to start there and just build skills. But the idea that this is the direction we're moving and the idea that you're and popcorn for the people is enjoying so much success um, is really exciting. So I just want to wish you congratulations. I hope uh, that uh, you continue to be able to grow and employ more people. And um, and I look forward to uh, to hopefully putting in my own order and getting a little note from Mia. That sounds like it would be a highlight of my day. So, uh, so Stephen Beer from Popcorn for the People, thank you so much for being on the show. For more information and to put in your order, go to popcornforthepeople.com. And thank you again for your time and from what you and, and your uh, your business is doing. Thank you very much. All right. This is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 